0: All right, everybody, welcome to the very, very first episode of Coffee and Scream, finally. And speaking of screaming, I think Ryan is about ready to scream and rip my head off because I have decided at the last minute that I wanted to completely redo the set and the cameras and everything. Are you ready to rip my head off?
1: Uh, A little bit, but you know, it happens. Um, Dave, we moved around every single light in this entire set, and then we redid all the camera angles. And Mm -hmm. we're finally here. We're finally ready. I'm excited because Coffee and Scream has been a long time coming.
0: Yes. Now that my little OCD meltdown is over, we can get into the podcast. We have some very cool things planned for this. We've got a really, really exciting guest, one of our best friends here that we will introduce here in just a minute. Um, But before we get started,
1: let's talk about how the podcast came to be, because I think people might be watching this for the first time. They might not know who the hell we are. They probably don't. Yeah, let's be honest. They probably don't. You guys don't know who we are, right? No. So we decided this was a long time coming because this started as an Instagram live series and a YouTube live series that you used to do sitting on the back patio of the apartment that we lived in. Yes. You'd get coffee and then we would, mostly you would just sit out there and you would talk about what was going on in our lives with Mm -hmm. Our YouTube series that we film, Paranormal Quest, which we've been doing for 13 years, 14 years now. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: and, you know, investigating the paranormal and going to some of the most haunted places in the world. And and it was actually a viewer named Michael Bloom who decided that he wanted to come up with a name for that series. and uh, Or he actually decided, that was completely wrong. I am sorry. What happened was he was watching the Instagram and YouTube live series and he said this should be a podcast. Yes. And that was about a year and a half ago. <laughs> oh, it was longer than that. I was looking at it the
0: other day. I think it was a. I think it was either two years ago or just over two years ago. Wow. So I definitely don't procrastinate. At <laughs> so, <all. laughs> Michael, here we are. We're finally
1: doing it. So shout out to Michael Bloom. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Um, real quick before we get started, guys, if you haven't yet, And if you didn't know, we do have an Instagram page for the podcast. Just go over to Coffee and Scream Podcast. I'll put it on the screen down here. Go and follow that. And we do all kinds of fun polls and interaction, things like that, that you can be a part of, which we will get to later in this episode. We already did our first one. So
1: So you want to introduce our guest? And then before we jump into her stories and asking her about herself, There's a story that we need you to tell, but we need her input on this story.
0: Yes. Oh, her? Her. Her input. Her input. Okay. All right, guys. So, you, I'm sure you know our first guest. We've been friends with her for a very long time. She's one of our best, dearest friends. We work with her and her group a lot. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. It's Viva. It's Viva!
1: It's
2: our boo! Viva! What?
0: Thank you for being the first guest on the podcast, Viva. Absolutely. I'm really excited to be here,
2: honestly. Yes. Um, I know you guys have been talking about this for forever, so I'm happy that I could at least like cut the ribbon on the very first episode with you guys.
0: Yeah, you're like, finally, it's happening. I oh.
2: know, literally. I'm like, hurry up.
1: Pop- <laughs> popping the cherry. L- yeah. Literally, yes. Honestly,
2: yeah. yes. I've been... I just want everybody to know, I have been... Pestering Dave for like the
0: past <laughs> six months. I'm like, hey, when's, when when are we doing
2: that podcast? Hmm? Are
0: we yeah, do that podcast, huh? But that's something I think that I needed was for someone to light a fire and get me to actually do it. So thank you.
2: You're very welcome. Appreciate I was it. very excited about it. I was very pumped to be able to work with you guys again. I love working with these guys. They're amazing.
0: Well, we love working with you. We I'll love working with stop you. Stop it. If I could blush,
2: I would. <laughs>
1: <What>? <laughs> you may know Viva as being <laughs> one of. <laughs>
2: <laughs> sorry, t- I'm so uh, sorry. Took
1: me a <laughs> wow. You, you may know Viva as one of the co owners of Hidden Marietta Ghost Tours. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Also, a very avid TikToker.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you haven't, follow oh, Viva on
1: TikTok because her TikToks are absolutely amazing. Some of them are funny, some of them will make you cry, some of them will make you think. And um, um,
2: I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. Mostly laugh. I don't need, like, an Oscar. (laughs) I don't have any Oscar-winning performances at all. She
1: Um, is the Meryl Streep of TikTok. Oh, my
0: God. (laughs) That's a big... uh, Viva uh, la
1: Melissa on TikTok. Viva
0: la Meryl. (laughs) <laughs> Viva.
1: Viva La Meryl. Meryl.
0: Viva La Streep.
2: That. Mm, no. 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 It okay. doesn't have the same rank. We're just about Viva. to get a
1: cease and desist from Meryl Streep here. <laughs> Meryl, Honestly. Meryl,
0: come on the podcast. Yeah, Be totally. our second guest. That'll definitely happen. Can you imagine
2: Meryl Streep? I love <gasps> Meryl Streep.
0: Oh, my God. What a queen. She's a great actress. I know. I love her. Dave? Yes. Well, real quick, I just wanted to say, mm-hmm. Viva, you're also the. Uh, spooky hostess of the Anchorage mansion.
2: Yes. Um, I do a lot of work with Hidden Marietta. I do ghost tours, um, paranormal investigations. Um, I have been a paranormal investigator for, geez Louise, maybe five years, something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And I feel like, even though like, I'm obviously haven't been in the game as much as you guys. (laughs) Like I will absolutely give you your flowers. Um, I haven't been in the game as long as these guys, but I I can toot my own horn and say that I feel like even in that short amount of time, I've made some waves, I yeah. guess. Um, so I do tours at the Anchorage Mansion. Um, we've helped renovate that building. It's located in Marriott, Ohio. Um, I've also done investigations on Blenderhasset Island, which these guys have investigated there. Um, you could probably find an episode um, up on their channel, of course, Paranormal Quest, and um, done investigations in a few other places uh, with my Hidden Marietta business, Um, but I've also investigated a bunch of other places, too, like Trans-Allegheny and Moundsville Prison and whatnot.
0: So you've definitely got to get your feel of all the creepy places around here, for sure.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And even if I haven't gotten to investigate those specific places, I know what places are haunted and I know what the stories are. And every time I, like, drive by or walk by, I'm like, ooh, bitch, I know what's (laughs) going on in there. Ooh, I know your basement haunted, bitch. Oh, my God. And that's
1: actually where we met is uh, at the West Virginia Penitentiary, believe it or not. I was your tour guide at the West Virginia Penitentiary. I always
2: always forget about that. Um, Yeah, he was my tour guide. And then you came to the Anchorage, you guys came to the Anchorage uh, to do an investigation and you interviewed me on camera and then I was leaving and I was like, I, f- I know that guy, I know that guy. And I'm like driving and I'm like, I know that guy. And I literally hit the brakes and spun a <laughs> U-turn cause I, I stopped you in the middle of you like filming B-roll. And I was like, I know where I know
1: you from. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah cause I, we thought you were gone and then all of a sudden you just came back.
2: Literally, yes. Because mm. I needed to, you know them intrusive thoughts you'd be having? Like, mm. everybody gets intrusive thoughts every once in a while. And I had one of those. It was I could have completely left alone and then just, <laughs> like, drove off and never spoke about it again. But I was like, no, I have to tell him where I know him from. But who knows? If you hadn't done that, we might not be sitting here right now. Honestly, you're not wrong. Everything yeah. has a purpose, okay? It's like a butterfly effect.
0: Yeah,
1: that's right. Not
2: like the movie with Ashton Kutcher.
1: And not to cause anyone any stress right now, but every single decision that you make in your life influences your future, even the smallest ones. You may not know it now, but the tiniest little decisions affect the future in a big way. And if Viva would have decided to come on a daytime tour at the West Virginia Penitentiary one hour
0: later, we might not be sitting here right now. Period. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Yeah. I
0: don't think that's anything to be scared of. I think that's a good thing to make you have a good, a better outlook on life and want to do better things. So. Yes,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get into talking to Viva a little bit more about her paranormal experiences, there's one thing that we wanted to talk about on this podcast, which you completely forgot about.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I I have, I'm looking at the script or the outline here if you want, and I have nothing written down, so I don't know what you're talking about.
1: So... <laughs> A couple, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, you told me a story about something that you witnessed out of your bedroom window at two o'clock in the morning.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that.
1: You witnessed and experienced a glitch in the matrix, and what, I did. What better way to start the Coffee and Scream podcast yes. to talk about all things spooky than to talk about this creepy experience you had?
0: Yeah, I didn't. I, did, I didn't tell you about this. Did no, I?
2: you didn't. Okay, so... I've seen. I have seen some TikToks about people like recording like glitches in the matrix. And it's, it freaks me out every single time. Like I hate it. It is weird.
0: It's weird. Um, I wish I would have recorded this. I didn't think to record it, but, and if I leave anything out, just let me know because we all know I'm not great at telling stories because I'll say the one line of what it is and that's my story. (laughs) Um, So the crazy thing about it is I was asleep and I heard like this weird noise coming from my bedroom and I woke up and it was Nova, our cat. And she was like pawing, trying to get in the window blinds of these brand new window blinds that I had just installed literally earlier that day. <laughs> <laughs> and she was trying to get in. And you know how cats are. Instead of trying to go under it, they'll try and get through the Thrill. window blinds. Whoops. Mm-hmm. They'll try and get through the window blinds. And so I went over and I was just messing with the window blinds. And I happened to look outside at the wrong time I saw something that I wasn't supposed to see I do think it was a glitch in the matrix so <laughs> I saw this guy in a wheelchair first of all wait stop
2: I hate that is already. it already at two yeah. o'clock
1: in the morning exactly it
2: was, yeah if it was like an animal like a squirrel was like stuck mid-air <laughs> that I would be like oh that's so weird so creepy but when it involves people that pulls me into like Skinwalker territory, and right. I hate it.
0: Right. It was it was one of the strangest things, if not the strangest thing that I've ever seen. But yeah, like I said, it was two two thirty something like that in the morning, and I just look out my window. There's this guy in a wheelchair, not a power wheelchair, like one you have to move yourself. Mm-hmm. And the guy was going backwards, just going straight backwards. Down the alley, down the alley, which goes up as you're going back. If you were going backwards, it would go up. And so I waited for him to he went behind the garage. And then there's another part that you can see. And this man never reappeared. (gasps) He never he never reappeared. He never went the other way. He just disappeared. (sighs)
2: I hate that. And he
1: wasn't actually like rolling his wheels either, was he? He was just like coasting backwards up the hill.
2: It was just
0: sliding.
2: That's disgusting.
0: It was, I seriously think it was a glitch in the matrix and it was something that I was not supposed to see
2: ew i hate that yeah i, I did too so much.
0: i remember you
1: told me that story and i <laughs> i i almost didn't believe it at first i was like no it ha- there has to be an explanation to it because there is i mean down that alley there is a church there is um so i you know you think maybe it's someone going to the church or there's a mission down the road someone mm-hmm. going to the mission but it just doesn't make sense because if they were coasting down a hill that would be one thing yeah right but the fact that it's a slight incline it's it's almost flat but it's a slight incline to go up you would in a wheelchair have to work to go anywhere you'd have to spin the wheels you'd have to use your arms and most people ride in the wheelchair forwards because it (laughs) makes more sense and it takes less effort you would think especially on a rocky alleyway
2: in he didn't like go in the garage or anything right
1: no it's the garage for the neighbors here yeah and no one at the
0: neighbor's house has a wheelchair Mm
2: -mm. that's see. It was so creepy
1: Mm
0: -mm. and like Mm -mm. I wasn't on at the time I wasn't on any mind altering substances anything like that so I was completely sober because I had just woken up and like yeah it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen.
2: Now do you think it could have been some sort of like sleepy mindset because some because some people do have those things where they're like half asleep and they have things that happen and they can't explain it. Mm -hmm. Do you think like It was something like that or...
0: No, because when I got up, I was pissed because Nova was trying to get (laughs) in those blinds and I was raging mad. Oh
2: my gosh. And
0: like that had already set me off. So I was just like, whatever. And I just happened to look out because it's just something I do. And there he was just gliding backwards up the alley and disappeared.
2: And that also like pulls me into the... Whole alien conversation, too. It's like, what if he got beamed up? I didn't think of that. See? Mm.
0: Yeah. Ooh, that's creepy.
2: I know. I hate it. (laughs) I hate it.
0: No version on YouTube. Leave a comment down below. What do you think that was? Do you think it was a glitch in the Matrix? Or do you think I was just seeing stuff? Or do you think that it was just a random guy? Because...
2: I wonder if any of your... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's okay. I wonder if any of your listeners might have like a glitch in the Matrix story too. Ooh, yeah. Because I know it happens like a lot. A lot of people either record it or they say that they've seen things and they're like, I don't understand this (laughs) whatsoever. Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah. Yeah, we do have a viewer voicemail if you want to call in. If you have a glitch in the Matrix story that you want to tell us, Uh, the phone number is 740 538 zero four seven seven. And I will put that on the screen for the video watchers as well. Call in and let us know. Do you have a glitch in the matrix story?
1: That's right. And if you do leave a voicemail, make sure you have your story clear, concise, short, because you only have 90 seconds once you start recording that voicemail to give us your story. So yes, you can't be too long winded, but we want to hear your stories. Do you have a glitch in the matrix? And on the next episode of Coffee and Scream, we will listen to that. Yes. And detail some of your stories.
0: Yes. And we do have some viewer voicemails already that we're going to do towards the end of the episode. So make sure that you watch all the way through for those voicemails. That's right. So, Viva.
2: Yes.
1: This week, we are going to do something very special called the mug of the day. It's called Coffee and Scream. Coffee and Scream podcast. Yes. So the mug that you drink your coffee out of is very important. And we told you this before you came to... You brought a very interesting mug
0: that is so appropriate. I
2: did, I did. I don't know if this is gonna like, if you can like read it the right way, but it says coffee with scream and sugar.
0: So you did what the kids say and you understood the assignment.
2: Period, yes I did.
0: Ah, you got it. I always,
2: I, first of all, I get straight A's every time, (laughs) 10's across the board. I always understand the assignment, okay? Very good. You told me to bring a mug, and I said, Girl, I know what I'm bringing. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it's so perfect. It literally fits the theme. It is purple and black, and it's like kind of spooky, kind of witchy. And it says coffee with scream and sugar. I
1: love it. Ryan, what is your mug? My mug was actually a gift to me this Christmas from my lovely girlfriend, Miranda. She got me this ginormous. (laughs) bohemoth of a mug. Wow. Oh my God. Which is actually accumulating some uh, condensation from the icy cold coffee inside because I'm drinking ice coffee because it's been unseasonably warm recently. <laughs> and it is, believe it or not, it's like a Viking mug. It is made out of genuine ox horn. Ooh. So I'm channeling my inner <laughs> Viking on this Episode of Coffee
2: and Sorry, scream didn't Every time you say genuine, er, genuine ostrich, three <laughs> payments.
1: <right>. Genuine <laughs> oh. oxhorn, three payments. Oh. oh, 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 oh. I'm just goofing. I'm just goofing. New mug goofing.
0: So, this is my mug. I got the double pumpkin. Because Halloween mug. never ends. Halloween never ends. You got to stay spooky. Can we say that on the podcast? Sorry, Colin. Sorry, Colin, if you're not watching this. I know you're not watching this, but stay spooky. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Paranormal Files. Oh my gosh. This is is my double pumpkin mug, and it is iced coffee. That face, though. All right, so let us know which one of these mugs is your favorite. Let us know. Is it Viva's? Is it Ryan's massive horn? That sounded wrong. <laughs> oh my god. What is it? His massive horn. Your genuine Let us horn. know if you love my massive horn. <laughs> yes.
2: Yes. Okay. And or yours.
0: Or the, <laughs> or the double pumpkin. Let us know below. So Viva. Yes. What
1: is the experience in your life that led you down the path of not only ghosts and the paranormal but all things spooky because you are like the queen of spooky?
2: Oh, don't give me that much credit. My head won't fit outside of this room, <laughs> first of all. Um, secondly, <laughs> no, honestly, I don't think I'm the queen of spooky at all. But um, I have dealt with the paranormal literally my entire life. Um, something about the paranormal has always like been a big draw for me. Just the simple fact that I grew up in a in an apartment, which I've probably said this like a thousand times. I know there's a few people in my life that have heard this story time and time again. Um, Well, I remember nothing, so. Well, well,
0: this is the first time hearing this from me. (laughs) Oh, (laughs)
2: Grandpa. No, but um, I grew up in an apartment building in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Shout out Crown Heights, that's where I grew up. And um, the apartment building that I grew up in was haunted very much haunted um the story goes there was an apartment building like kind of like the projects a little bit um before the apartment building that i moved into my family and stuff moved into and it had burned down and a bunch of people died during that Mm -hmm. um and when we were just living there and like they basically like cleared it up cleared out the space and just built a building on top of that okay um But when we moved in there, we, not only us, but a lot of other people in the apartment building were also having paranormal things happening. Now, mind you, growing up in the hood, growing up in the ghetto, basically, um, you don't really hear about the paranormal very much. You don't really hear about like spooky things happening. You don't really like, I, I I don't think people pay attention to it that awful much because especially in New York, there's like a lot of hustle and bustles too many moving parts for you to pay attention to that. Um, but the paranormal things that were happening were so prominent that it was completely impossible to ignore them. Um, I remember seeing um, a woman dressed in white who was spinning in our like apartment hallway. Um, mm. It was like, Early in the morning, my sister was in the shower and she was just outside of the bathroom door and I had a clear shot from my bed to the hallway and I could just see this woman she was Spanish, she had long black hair, and she was just spinning. And she had a long white dress on, and she was staring up at the ceiling, spinning. Wow. And that was disgusting. I hated it. <laughs> um, um, I remember there being a man who was obsessed with my mother. Um, he had a white, long white T-shirt on. He had uh, blue jeans spirits i'm referring to okay um he had a long white t-shirt on he had um blue jeans and he didn't have a head and he was obsessed with my mother he would uh tickle her feet in the middle of the night Ew. yeah and even to this day she can't sleep with her feet outside of the covers because he would do it almost every single night mm. and there were a few times where like me or somebody like she'd be napping or something and you'll see him at the foot of her bed just like little And then he'd just, like, disappear. We had, like, kids in the apartment building as well. We've had other people um, that lived in the apartment building that also said that they've seen these cast of characters, for lack of better words. Um, So it was pretty commonplace. It was something that was kind of spoken but also unspoken amongst the people that lived in the apartment building. Um, But that is where my paranormal happenings started. When I moved here to Ohio is when I actually started, like obviously me being an adult versus me being a child and having, having those things happen. Um, I didn't understand it as a kid, but now that I am an adult, I was very curious about it and mm-hmm. I wanted to figure out what the hell was going on. <laughs> the Lafayette Hotel in Marriott Ohio, uh, definitely very, very haunted. Um, But that was the very first place that I did any sort of paranormal investigating. And afterwards, I was just like, on like an adrenaline high. I was like, this is so fucking cool, oh my god. (laughs) And I just stuck with it. I just, I was like a nail in their side. I was like, can can we do that again? Are you guys going any place else I wanna go? And then I've just been with it ever since, honestly.
1: And now look at you, co-owner of the company.
2: I know, look at me, I'm such a baddie. You
1: are. You are. You are. It just goes to show you perseverance, you <laughs> stick with it. That company that you went on your first ghost tour with, you are now a co-owner of yes. that company.
2: Yes, and just like you kind of said earlier, you never know. Like Every decision that you make in life always leads you somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I never thought growing up in the hood if if you know anything about New York City, know anything about Brooklyn, you know anything about Crown Heights or anything like that. Like I grew up in the hood. I promise you. Um, but going from being in the hood where there was like gang violence and drugs and stuff like that, and being able to be like, oh, I'm a co-owner of a paranormal business that does yeah. like ghost tours and stuff. That's pretty fucking cool. It is, yeah. In my opinion,
0: <laughs> yeah. That's a, I mean, that's that's something to be proud of for sure. And yes. It's very cool to see you and Jessica and all of the other ladies be a part of this. Yes. Is it okay to mention her? Yeah. Okay. Sorry.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: No, you can um, mention all of them. Okay. We're
1: getting a cease and desist from Jessica. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. I just, I just think it's really cool that it's unfortunate that there's not a bigger female presence in the paranormal field. And even above that, a female presence that are running these locations and, and tourism companies and mm-hmm. things like that. So I think it's very cool and very important to, yeah. to see and have y'all do that.
2: See, I think there are quite a few uh, female paranormal investigators in the field. Um, but it's just a matter of, they get overshadowed by the men that are like, Oh my God, dude, blah, blah, blah. That yeah. are just so, over-exaggerating yeah and for women i feel like for the most part we're just kind of like oh that was cool whoa (laughs) that's spooky that's great and like i'm okay first of all i just realized you guys have penises i'm so sorry i'm not talking about you guys (laughs) that's okay no no (laughs) you're fine (laughs) we know how
1: men in the paranormal are we know yes we know yes we've worked with a lot of them i know
2: (laughs) and i've worked with a lot of female investigators um and they've all been like super supportive. Like one of my, I have to shout out my girl, um, my bloody Galentine. her name is Becky mm-hmm. and she is amazing. And she has been such a big support for me. Um, she, uh, has like put like helped, like put my name out there in a way. Um, and I really appreciate that. So it, I feel like it's more of a, of a collaboration when it comes to the female paranormal investigators. And it's not like a competition. It's like girls helping girls. Yeah, you
0: mm-hmm. build each other up instead of tear each other down. Yeah,
2: like, and that's what it's supposed yeah. to be. The paranormal community is supposed to be a place where all the weirdos can get together and be okay with each other and be okay around each other and feel comfortable instead of it being like a competition, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very,
0: very cutthroat, unfortunately, these days. Which, I mean, that just leads to
1: a bad environment. With it being so cutthroat, You, it leads to people having to constantly outdo one another, and that mm-hmm. leads to disingenuous paranormal evidence yes not to get technical or anything but i mean it does you know that's
2: understandable but i think ultimately it just kind of makes your circle smaller though which is totally fine because you don't need a huge production you don't need a bunch of people you don't need a massive group you don't need all of that stuff to be able to get good paranormal evidence to be able to have a good investigation you just need people that you trust
0: yeah absolutely and that's uh That's something that we've learned very much this year is we've started scaling back a little bit on our production. Mm -hmm. And it seems to at least I don't know about you, but at least for me, it seems to have made it a little less stringent, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely has. I have you know, we've been doing this for 10 years and, or actually 13, 14 years now, our production was not big when we started, but it has grown to be something that is very difficult to digest in the moment. You know, when we are there in the locations, when we're filming, we have a very strict protocol that we've gone by for years. And it is tough for me because uh, my brain is very much a creature of habit. Yeah. And it's almost like I get addicted to the stress. And to, so to, to sit back and say, you know what, we can make something that is good and worth watching and get really good paranormal evidence without feeling like our body is about to fall apart at the end of the night, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, which we did for seven or eight years is, is, is refreshing. And it does, it, it brings back your love for the reason that you started doing it, why we started investigating the paranormal and all those years ago when we met in prison. Yes. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> we all met in. prison.
2: I was gonna say, technically, <laughs> I met you guys in prison too.
1: Yeah, well, you met me in prison. I don't know if you met Dave. In no,
2: prison. I met Dave in prison too.
0: Did you? He was yeah. at
2: the desk. Like,
0: oh, you were the gift yeah. shop worker that day. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't know who you were. so... No, yeah. I don't. It's not like
2: I stick out like a sore thumb or
0: anything. But uh, you know, I remember Brian. God. Because of his coat. His, his coat, his coat with tails, his <laughs> green coat with tails, your I husband. I love him. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's my
2: husband, ladies and gentlemen, that they're yeah. referring to. He's a hot mess, and I love him so much.
0: Good guy. He's a good guy. He's
2: a great guy, yeah. honestly. He deals with all of my spooky. Yeah. <laughs> my house is getting spookier and spookier with its decor, and he's just like, okay, honey. And that's all I could ask for. That's all any woman could ever ask for. men. Take note, okay? If you want to just have bones, if your woman wants to have bones as decor and like spooky stuff as decor, just let them. (laughs) Just let them. Just say yes, okay? As long as they're not like bringing demons into your house, just let them. Yeah. And even then, you know. And even then, I mean like. (laughs)
0: Yeah, just keep the demon in a bottle.
2: I'm a demon in a bottle, baby. Ay, ay. (laughs)
0: Oh, no. eight, eight, eight. Come was, on in, let me out. Isn't that the words?
2: <laughs> she says, "Come, come, oh. come on in, let me out."
0: I'm not up on my Christina.
2: Um, that was from like the '90s. So, although I'm
1: pretty sure it's a genie in the bottle, not a demon.
2: I, in the bottle. I, I copyright. Yeah, Ryan.
1: Genie, yeah. genie in a bottle is a very common term. We're getting a cease and desist from Christina. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Christina, come on the podcast. <laughs> Oh we could we could do like a whole singing lessons podcast i'd oh love that we could i've always wanted to be a singer i've never told anybody that maybe like real close friends but yeah. like i've always wanted to do it but i don't have the confidence see,
2: to see same i would love to be a singer as well let's but
0: start a spooky band
2: spooky band yeah i'm fine with
0: that we're already
1: a part of a spooky band though we are yeah with Allison and KAG. That's right <gasps> from Adelaide oh god, Haunted Horizons. Yeah, we are starting a spooky band. This is unofficial. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but <laughs> it is going to be. Well, should I say the band name? Someone might steal it. They might steal it. Let's it's keep it secret. It's not
2: copywritten, so yeah, don't... It's,
0: it's not. It, we we haven't copywritten it yet, but we'll. Uh... Yeah, coming 2024, you might get a single released, <gasps> or however that goes. But yeah, That's right an Ooh, EP, an EP. Yeah,
2: uh, right. I love that though. Honestly, <laughs> I love that. Oh my That's god. Right. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I would love to be a singer, but... You me know, too. I can actually sing. That's like one of my hidden talents. And I, I can twerk, but I don't know if you can... I can't do both of those at the same time.
0: Do you remember that time I tried to have you teach me how to twerk?
2: You have to move your hips.
0: I know. I just it's, can't do it.
2: It's all about the hips and sometimes about the like legs and thighs too. Because there's there's so many technical stuff that goes into it. I promise you. Mm. Like, Yeah, you, I
0: just... I don't have the coordination.
2: I know. I don't
1: have the coordination or the
2: butt yeah it's okay i've seen listen
1: i need more ass
2: pancakes can still (laughs) do their thing okay like listen i tell my friends all the time when they don't have a large posterior aka a fat ass like me um pancakes are still edible okay (laughs) pancakes are still edible so don't don't sleep on it okay true that is true it's true yeah. You could have cupcakes. You could have pancakes. You could have a whole sheet cake.
0: A crepe? No, <laughs> a crepe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Crepes are a hit or miss, but yeah. you know
1: they're
0: still good. They're you still-
2: just oh, that's the thing. They that's need to be dressed whole- up a little bit. That's another podcast. So. <laughs>
0: that's another show. <laughs> that's
1: another show. <laughs> it's just culinary, oh my <laughs> God. or is it something else? <laughs>
2: mm, Ooh. Yeah.
1: One thing that I mean, like I was going at, I was alluding to. We all. Met met all those years ago in prison and that's you know you we all had experiences before we met in prison but the West Virginia Penitentiary at least for you and I Dave kind of formulated who we were working there for so many years your mom captured the famous shadow man photograph back there one of the probably best pieces of paranormal evidence that was captured between 2000 and 2010 mm-hmm. was captured by her in that prison and th- that kind of as Steve used to say we cut our teeth <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in paranormal and ghost hunting and all things spooky working in the haunted house. And I think that's what really formulated us and all of the experiences that we had there. Um, Do you feel like going back to our original topic that if it weren't for that penitentiary, we wouldn't be here
0: right now? That's a good question. You know, Jason, I think me, you and Jason have had this conversation under certain mind altering substances and uh, things that just make you talk and talk and talk, you know. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think the conclusion that we had come down to is that it all circles back to my mom Mm -hmm. and my mom starting to just have the interest to go to that prison to do the tours. Yes. And if she hadn't started doing those tours and taking the photo and, you know, Suzanne inviting us to be there to do the overnights and eventually meeting you and then Steve and Jason and then Viva. And yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for my mom wanting to do that, I wouldn't be sitting here. But yeah, I I think if it wasn't for my mom, we, none of us would have met and we wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast or doing Paranormal Quest or anything. We wouldn't have met Allison and CAG.
1: Right. Um, it all circles back to Polly gear and the famous shadow man photograph at the West Virginia penitentiary.
2: Mama Polly. It does.
1: right. Yeah. That's what kickstarted this whole thing and all of the locations that we've gone to since. I mean, we've Polly is such a supportive and wonderful person and mother that uh, she's like the para, para mom for all of us. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. she she's found locations for us that we have investigated and, you know, oh, yeah. Um yeah, so I I really do, and it is kind of <laughs> it really makes your brain work overdrive because you can trace all of it back, all back to that and um, that started this journey for all of us. Speaking of though,
0: yeah, creepy
1: and haunting things. I compiled some TikToks.
0: Yes, you did.
1: That I found just a <laughs> few, just three of them for us to watch and react to. Some of them are evidence related, which we can. One thing that I found when I was going through the paranormal and ghost side of TikTok, um, at least pre-recorded TikToks, is that it's very difficult to find genuine paranormal activity on TikTok. Mm.
2: Yeah, there's, well, I've seen a few um, things on TikTok that I was like, hmm, that's Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, But there's a lot of stuff that obviously people say something's happening and they're frantic, they're moving the camera around, moving the camera around, and you can't really tell a lot of
0: opportunities for cuts and
2: yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So things on TikTok that I'm like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Yes.
1: And, you know, I sifted through the um, dust orbs and strange <laughs> sounds that were actually the water heater or coyotes. just a, or coyotes in the oh, woods. Yes. And even downright fake things. There's things that I mm-hmm. found on there that were downright absolutely 100% fake and I could... Say that's too easy. It's low hanging fruit to to try and bring that on and have us react to it because we would know in the end we'd be like, well, this is how they did it, you know, because we have an extensive background in video production Mm -hmm. and I know exactly how you can create those types of effects. So I didn't choose any of those. (laughs) Um, And this will be for those of you that are watching on the video version, you're going to get to see these with us. For those of you that are listening after it's done playing, we are going to describe what happened in the video for you. So that you can be on board with us, too. Because those of you that are in the car driving, we don't want to cause any accidents. We don't want you to pick up your phone and try and watch this. We'll describe what happened. So
0: Don't do that, because we're on the road, too. We don't want to die.
1: Right. We're not on the road right now. I was going
0: to say, we're not on the road right now. (laughs) (laughs) Not right now. Wouldn't that be weird, though, to get killed by somebody watching the podcast you put out? Are you good? (laughs) No.
2: (laughs) Are you okay? Constant spiral. Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) For everybody watching... I have these pulled up on a screen in front of everybody here so they can see them. We're going to watch them. The first one we're watching is called, I don't know, do TikToks have titles? It's Real just,
1: Paranormal Evidence Caught While Abandoned Exploring at Bont du Hall. And then it cuts off. Okay.
0: Uh, have you guys seen these before? I had to to watch them. to. Uh, pick them. that's <laughs> <a> good point.
2: <laughs> I, I know that I've seen one of them, um, okay. but I'm not sure about the other two.
0: Okay, real paranormal evidence caught while abandoned exploring at Bont du Hall.
1: But as he was going to say before he got distracted, he had me pick these out because he doesn't TikTok.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. I had Ryan find these because like he just said, I don't TikTok. I don't like TikTok. I don't approve TikTok. I don't support TikTok. I'm sorry. Why do you say you're sorry to me? I was looking at both of you.
2: Oh, I thought you were looking at me. I was going to say, I'm not the queen of TikTok. They don't oh, no. pay me.
0: <laughs>
2: they don't cut me a check. They should. They should. They should. They should. They should.
0: They should. Okay, let's watch this first one and let's see if what we think about it. it there we go.
1: This is the beginning.
0: Hold on, I'm going to pause it real quick. Uh-huh. I am going to be <laughs> genuinely honest about these and uh there's no filter on this podcast. So if I think that, or you think or you think that it's completely fake, just
1: that's what we'll it. do. We'll yeah? let we'll let yeah. you know that it's
0: fake and we'll tell you why we think it's fake. And if the person
2: that we, like the video that we're watching, if that person is listening or watching, um, sorry, but also not sorry. This is our opinion. You can put your opinion down
1: in the comments if you don't believe it's fake or if we say something is real and you don't believe that it is real. This is a discussion. That's the Mm -hmm. whole point of a podcast is to talk. So let's talk about it.
0: Let's do it. And this is uh, for research and education purposes. So this is fair use of being able to watch these on here. But I will link them in the description below. That's right. This is by Scary Talk Ticker. All right.
1: We caught the most insane paranormal evidence ever caught on camera. (laughs) Try and explain this.
0: Oh, I will. They coughed. First of all, anybody who's filming a TikTok (laughs) like this... (laughs) You can tell that they're obviously about to stage something.
2: She might be sick too, this person recording. Like, she's like. (laughs) And just like
0: throwing the phone. Yeah, the phone is just
2: like going everywhere.
0: Maybe she has the
2: vid. Maybe. Maybe. Fingers crossed for her.
1: Safe recovery, man.
2: Oh. First of all. Really? (laughs) First of all, wait a second. Play that back. Play that back right now.
0: (laughs) Yo, Uh chill. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, are we watching TikTok or are we watching Mindseed? Whoa. And
1: that was the end, because they just ran out screaming after that.
0: Do we want to watch it again? Yeah, let's watch it again without
2: pausing okay. and like, its full glory. Okay. Let's...
1: Okay. I don't know why it does This is the most insane paranormal evidence ever caught on camera. <coughs>
0: <Ooh>. <coughs> Coughing to alert someone they're ready.
3: won't be any more coughing or sniffling.
1: And they run out. And they make sure to pan back really quick into the room. Now, here's the thing. If you want someone to genuinely believe that it's paranormal evidence watching this, <laughs> investigate the room. Yes. Like, go in, look to see if there's anyone hiding in there. Yes. Like, if you are all about research, don't run away from it. But again, that does not play into the narrative of what this is, which is just... Someone was hiding behind one of those pieces of furniture, through a cushion, and then ducked down.
2: There yeah. were there were several pillows in that room. Um, that this particular cushion got thrown against the wall. Um, so there is. It, it was easy for somebody to just like throw it and then duck down underneath the cushion. Like I and they threw that, with <laughs> force. Like <laughs> they were mad as hell. Like right there, you see where that pink. Mm-hmm. that could just be a blanket that could be a cushion somebody's hiding under and if something like that happens i understand getting scared in the moment and being like what the hell is that but then you kind of compose yourself obviously you're there for a purpose go into the goddamn <laughs> room and look <laughs> and look
0: and yeah. look or be like hello
2: L- yeah <laughs> all she did was cough and sniffle and then run yes hello yep.
1: yeah And the thing about it is, is that, you know, what really gets me is that you see a lot of different videos like this. And I'm not saying that they're all fake. Obviously, there are some where real things are thrown. But we have Mm -hmm. had one of the things we do on Paranormal Quest is abandonment, where we set up cameras in these haunted locations, abandoned buildings, and we leave them run to see what they capture. And we've been doing that for over 10 years. Yes. And not once in all the years we've been doing that have we ever seen anything like that of anything flying across the room of that mm-hmm. magnitude. Mm-mm. You know? So and to have the timing that perfectly. Like we've heard things fall. We've had things fall <laughs> off camera and people are like, well, it's always off camera that you get it to fall. Well, yeah, we don't know where it's gonna happen. Yeah. Like this instance, the reason they caught it on camera is because they knew exactly when it was gonna happen mm-hmm. at the exact moment it was gonna happen. Because they were planning it.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say debunked on that one. So
1: we didn't actually explain it like I said we were going to. So the person is walking with a very shaky camera around this abandoned building, which has a bunch of furniture stacked in the rooms and it's very deteriorated. And as the cameras, as they're walking with the camera, they're sniffling and coughing. And then they pan the camera really fast into this room at the exact moment that a seat cushion hits the wall. They pan the camera in very quickly, spinning around the room, trying to figure out uh, where that came from, while obviously not trying to figure out where it came from. And they only linger in that room for about one and a half seconds before they go on to the next room, which (laughs) doesn't make any sense to go to the next room because it didn't happen in the next room. Literally. And then they walk back down the hallway to the room they came from, look into that room, which doesn't make any sense to me either because it didn't happen in that room. And then they say, nope, and run down the hallway out of the building. So, again, like we said, a literally perfect timing. Turn the corner at the exact moment that cushion hits the wall. That doesn't
0: happen that way. But if you would like the opportunity to come on the podcast and explain yourself, just uh, reach out to our email and you can come on and explain yourself. All right, on to the next
1: one. On to the next one. This is... This is one that's made the rounds. I've seen this multiple times, which is why I picked it out. Yeah, I feel
2: like I've seen this one as well. It has uh, over 400,000 likes on it. So, wow. it's pretty popular.
1: Yes, and this is a re a re-recorded the original poster, I believe is Sheely Sh- Shia Lynn Murphy.
2: Shaylin. Mm.
1: Shaylin Murphy, my daughter's car is haunted, even the door opens at the end. So, we will see this little tyke red and yellow car. I already know what's going to happen, but oh, okay. Well, yeah, you watched it. I picked it out.
0: Okay, here we go. Here we go.
3: What's happening with your car? <gasps> Braylon. Braylon. What's happening with your car? <gasps>
2: First of all, I'll be getting my black ass up out of there. (laughs) Whether somebody's trying to prank me or if that is something paranormal and the baby's just like, no, okay, it moved one time. I got to go. I'm snatching my baby up and I'm leaving. (laughs) We'll figure this out some other time. No.
1: What was really interesting about this one to me was that it is not anything motorized. It's one Mm -hmm. of those foot, foot powered uh, cars and it it starts out by moving from over by the kitchen island kitchen countertop into the room it stops then it backs up and as it stops backing up the driver's side door where the kid would get into the car pops open like someone gets
0: out of the car yes and if you also notice the steering wheel moves does it mm-hmm.
2: wait i didn't notice that can so, you play it again yes i'm sorry no you're fine what's happening with your car See it? Oh, okay. I did (gasps)
0: see that. Yep, the steering wheel moved too.
3: Braylon?
2: Braylon? What's happening with your car? Even the baby was like, girl, I don't know. I can't even speak proper English. You asking me what's wrong with it? Hello? (laughs) Nuh-uh.
0: So the only thing that I could think of is maybe somebody was off frame, pushed it into frame, the floor's uneven, and it rolled back. But I can't I can't um, figure out the steering wheel moving or the door opening. Yeah, that one's a little baffling. Unless there's some clear fishing string or something that they use to do that, but. Yeah, I don't see any fishing string
1: looking at it. I mean, you would be able to see some evidence of fishing string and the little girl walks around the car. Mm -hmm. And if there was someone with fishing string, you would probably see her run into it. And she's just as surprised children aren't. I mean, let's be honest, they're not the best actors. No. Um, so for her to be that baffled by what's happening.
2: And then on top of that, you'd have to have like multiple people doing it. You'd have to have one person over there. You'd have to have one person over there and then somebody to pull the string for. That's too elaborate for a TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like that's way too much work.
0: And if it, w- if it was faked, then congratulations to you because yeah. it, it looks. yes. Pretty real. Um, and again, if... Uh, how'd you say her name? Shaylee? Yeah.
2: Uh, Sh- uh, Sh-
0: Shaylin? Sh- Shaylin. Shaylin. Shaylin, if you're watching, which you're probably not, uh, if you would like to come on and uh, talk about your TikTok there, hit us up. What, what What's the final
1: consensus on that? Would you say that is fake? Uh, real? I don't want to say that I'm, it's real.
2: Yeah. I'm in the middle. I'm like, it's, it's a possibility. Yeah. I don't... It,
1: and if it's been debunked by someone else before,
0: we apologize. We have not seen your debunk. So yeah. let us know in the comments if someone's debunked this. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm with Viva. I'm right in the middle on this mm-hmm. one.
2: Because yeah. it's it's possible that it could be faked, um, but it would have just been way too elaborate mm-hmm. for somebody to put that much effort into a 10 second moment. <laughs> right. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. And also get their two or three year old little kid to play along.
0: Yeah, that kid deserves an Oscar if this was fake, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the timing of that is just strange. Yeah. Um, so, all right, Ryan, set us up on the last one. What do we got going on here? So this last one, I picked it for a
1: specific reason because I felt it would be a good conversation starter. It would propel us into a different conversation for us to talk about afterwards. And I have a specific story in my life in about a decade ago of this. But this, this one is a mother filming... Her son, I believe, her mm-hmm. little boy, could possibly be her, her child. We'll say her child. And her child is acting very bizarrely and begins and turns around into the bedroom and begins to talk to someone in the bedroom. And you'll see what the kid says when the mom asks, who are you
0: talking to? <laughs> oh, God. All right, here we go.
2: Cheese. Oh, my God, so cute. Cheese. What you doing? What you see? What? Ooh, they gave me what cold chills. See? Oh my gosh. Uh-uh. who are you saying hi to? Who are you saying hi to?
1: Show the whole room. Dude, Show the whole stop room. That. And that was where it
0: ended on that clip. Ooh. So. I still actively have cold chills from that. That's, I want to watch that again.
2: Please. Jeez. The kid's so stinking cute. Yeah. Jeez. Yep. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing? What you see? Dear Papa. What? Papa. What do you see? Hi. Uh-uh. Who are you saying hi to? Who are you saying hi to? Dude, you need to stop that.
1: If you didn't hear the little kid said, Mm Papa, which to me might be like grandfather. Yeah, that's grandpa. Papa. Yeah,
2: Yeah, that's see, I've seen that one before. Okay. And I think that one is very strange. Um, Obviously, there is a possibility that somebody could have like ducked behind the dresser or something. But that seemed way too real. Mm Agreed. For me to think that that would be fake.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Both of them were had very genuine reactions to that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because she started filming her child and just saying, cheese, cheese, like hi, I'm filming you. This is gonna be a cute little Ooh. video of my kid.
0: Yeah. Cheese,
1: cheese. And then the kid turned around into the bedroom and started talking to someone and waving and saying that they were talking to Papa. And then she walked in the room, turned on the light, and nobody was in there.
2: And then that we t- can see. And then on top of that, like it wasn't like it was something like he expected somebody to be in the room where automatically, okay, an adult is going to be behind me and you automatically look up. Mm-hmm. Like he looked into the room and was like, Oh, and then like trailed up. Like, yeah, it, that was, that <laughs> one's weird for sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: That, yeah, that gave me cold chills. And I'm sure as we all know, we've always heard that kids are able to see things mm-hmm. that we are not because of their susception to everything. But yeah, that, I would, I think I would lean more to the fact that that is pretty legit. Yeah. yeah,
1: real. I mean, it's not evidence caught on camera, but it is evidence of an experience. Yes. Of the child seeing something. And I have something. I know you, Viva, said also in your past, you've had an experience with a kid. Yes. Seeing something. And I have too.
0: Gosh, I need that cushion from that last TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> the one he threw up against the, the wall. Yeah, this chair. Wow. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh my throw me that, throw me that cushion, TikTok lady. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but
1: this was probably about 12, 10 to twelve years ago when I was just a tour guide, a simple tour guide at the West Virginia Penitentiary. Right. A right. simple
2: tour guide.
1: Just, just a simple tour guide.
0: <laughs> oh, a yeah, simple tour guide. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: are we doing, doing accents now? Yeah,
0: of course, bruv. Bruvette. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I would be, br- you'd be, br- you'd be bruv and I'd be bruvette. Brevet, Yeah.
0: Bruvette.
2: I hate that. <laughs> Me too. Oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> we all hate it.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead.
1: We had a, a guy we used to hang out with all the time. It was Steve and I, Steve Hummel. For those of you that don't know, he is a part of Paranormal Quest as well. And he owns a paranormal museum in Moundsville, West Virginia called the Archive of the Afterlife. But that, we met Steve in the, at the penitentiary as well, the West Virginia penitentiary. Yes. And we both worked there as tour guides at the time. And we knew a guy named Randall. And Randall had two kids and Randall wanted to come in and and just walk around the prison and take a tour. And after we got done with tours for the day, we told Randall to come and we'd walk him around. And so we're walking through North Hall cell block, which for the last nine years, the prison was open was 22 hour a day lockdown, one hour rec, meal time, whatever, shower time. They, uh, We're the most violent of the inmates. A lot of violent things happened in there. And we were walking down the cell block on the first tier down to where an inmate named Danny Lehman was famously murdered, famously killed down there. We all turn around and Randall, his daughter, Hannah, who's like at the time, I want to say like between five and 10. She's young. And we turn around and she's not with us. And Randall's like, well, where'd Hannah go? And we're all looking around. We look down the tier and Hannah is about 15, 16 cells down looking inside one of the cells talking to someone.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: And Randall walks down and says, Hannah, what are you doing? And she just says, talking to him.
2: Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. And we look
1: in the cell and there is nobody there. It is an empty prison cell.
2: Do you know whose cell that was?
1: At the time, I well, now, recollecting, I don't even remember what cell number it was. Okay. I should have taken note of that, but both Steve and I were pretty excited and freaked out about that because, you know, to have that experience in the moment, to to see a kid actively speaking to no one, Mm -hmm. which, you know, kids can have wild imaginations and can make imaginary friends, whatever, but the last place you would think a kid is going to try and talk to an imaginary friend is in an abandoned prison, just... (laughs) Yeah. walking away from her father, standing and talking to some man that she sees yeah. in an empty prison cell. That's
2: mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, I I would I nope.
1: So do we want to go on to the third scene?
0: Yeah. Oh gosh.
1: That's why I asked because yeah. I don't know, are we going <laughs> to are we going to are we going to dip our toe into these waters?
0: Well, I mean, that was the whole original um idea behind the podcast back in the day was to Talk about paranormal drama and, uh, and some world drama, but, you know, paranormal drama and just calling people and things out for the BS that they do in the field and they try and get away with it, you know? Ooh, do there's we about dare? to be some tea. What do you I think? I know. About I was gonna say Viva? coffee
2: and scream. We should have got some tea for this.
1: Do we uh, spill? Man. Do we spill? Are you are you comfortable with dipping your toe into I, spilling some tea?
2: Listen, I have no tea to be spilled, so I am just going to be a bystander and I'm just going to listen in.
1: A lot has happened in the world of paranormal that has got a lot of people talking.
0: Screw it, let's talk about it.
1: Yes, and <laughs> one thing that is in the still it has it i mean it's been for months or over a month has been in the spotlight of the paranormal is the infamous sam and colby hell week video yeah the hell week <laughs> video that at the conjuring house that has garnered a lot of animosity and has garnered a lot of starch defenders stark defenders not starch that's potatoes staunch staunch <laughs> <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. Starch is potatoes. A lot uh, of word. potato uh, outliers there. <laughs> but what I was saying was the drama behind Cody and Satori Hawes and everything that is going on with that, um, which I have been watching from behind the scenes and not saying anything, not popping in, mm-hmm. uh, simply because we
0: didn't have the outlet to talk about it. And now we do. We do. And one of the, one of the reasons I'm afraid to do this is because I have no filter. When it comes to like holding back about, he's already name dropped. Yeah. So like, you might as well just talk about it.
2: Yeah. Okay. So,
1: here is what I have looked at and seen. Um, for those of you that have not seen it, what have you been doing? It's been all over the place. Yeah. Um, they. Have... I
2: I can honestly say that I've only seen like a few things. I don't know the full T because they are not necessarily people that I gravitate towards same their same. energy is not on the same vibration as me so I don't watch their stuff
1: on Sam and Colby's investigation of the Conjuring House mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of the series episodes they brought on Cody and Satori who are apparently employed by the Conjuring House mm-hmm. I might be incorrect by uh, by saying that but I do know that they are affiliated at least now yeah. with the Conjuring House and mm-hmm. And they are good. They go by the nickname the paranormal couple. And they have made big claims about their ability to simply touch one another and then communicate with spirits through knocking noises, which they then can form letters, sentences, messages, numbers, um, use the knocking sounds to say yes, no responses, and fully communicate with the other side. And in one of the episodes of Sam and Colby's Hell Week, Cody and Satori claim that they are communicating with multiple deceased family members of the people that are there, including Sam's grandmother. Mm -hmm. Um, Immediately, it caused an uproar amongst certain people in the paranormal community watching um, because it's just something that you don't really, really do, you know, like we all have a certain animosity towards people, especially, you know, it's almost like ambulance chasing paranormal investigators, Mm -hmm. people that claim that they are talking to the queen two days after she died
0: don't even don't get me started. Even
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't even get me started i saw one uh somebody was like i'm talking to the spirit of matthew perry i'm like bitch he's not even cold in the ground yet like mm-hmm. relax yeah. That's, so, a, yeah
0: that's a whole other person a whole other podcast. that's a whole yeah, yeah
2: that's a whole nother thing but yes
1: so Um, there was a certain amount of blowback from that, but through that, I've been kind of following in the distance from the background, uh, certain wonderful debunkers, um, that have touched on the topic like Beardo gets scared. Mm -hmm. Um, and also there is a gentleman that goes by the name Mythos Paranormal who has made multiple videos about it. One of which he actually discovered, um, and fully debunked, uh, or at least caught something that points towards a debunk of Cody and Satori's knocking noises. And mm-hmm. that is that he found that if you watch Cody's feet, you can see the tendons in his foot popping as these knocking noises are happening, saying that he is making these knocking noises with his toes.
2: Oh, okay.
1: And using that, whether it's pre-planned, his opinion was it was research done beforehand and that, Cody and Satori were popping their toes to create the narrative that they were speaking to these people who were deceased relatives of the, of the people around them. Um, obviously, I've not been in the room when any of this is happening, so I can't really make an opinion. But from what I've seen and from what these other the work and research that these other YouTubers and paranormal investigators and debunkers have done, to me, it looks like Cody and Satori were making... Or at least Cody was making those knocking noises with his feet. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's what they are saying. Right. And that's what it looks like. Now, again, you watch the videos, they can spin a narrative just like anyone else can. But seeing the footage for myself, you can see Cody shifting his weight and Cody's tendons in his foot popping when it happens. It is not necessarily... Am I gonna talk? Am I gonna be the only one to, to go through this? <laughs> I, no, no, I no. like okay. I said,
2: I I've heard about this stuff, um, but I never really gave it that much of a of a thought. Honestly, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, in my head, I'm like, they, I, I'm probably never gonna investigate with them. So oh, like, yeah. you know, it's whatever to me, um, whether they're real or not. I mean. If they believe they're doing something, then great. Go right ahead. Everybody's allowed to live in DeLulu. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But but ultimately, when you have such a large platform like Sam Sam and Cody? Colby. Colby. Colby, um, Like they have, and you're presenting that as evidence on their large platform, Mm -hmm. then that kind of... That puts you in a larger scope. And then people yeah. start overanalyzing every single thing that you put out there as evidence in the paranormal community.
0: Yes. yes. And yes. Sam and Colby's fans are very I heard they're very dedicated. Passionate and yeah. passionate and yes. dedicated about those boys. And we have nothing against Sam and Colby. Mm. Uh Jason has met them before and Oh
2: nice. I think I've, I've I think I've seen he was in one of their videos, right? Something he like was. that. Yeah. yeah. I think I've seen that
0: one. Yeah. Yes. And he said they were very nice, upstanding guys. And mm-hmm. um, But my question is, is for no other reason than making fake sounds, why are you moving your tendons in your feet? Right, right. And that's, and
1: that's the thing is it's like, you know, they'll go through the alphabet, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and whenever the popping sound happens, that's the letter, and they can spell out names, spell out messages, spell out whatever. And they claim that it's something they found and discovered when they met one another. And that they've had this special gift where they can... The spirits around them create knocking noises when they do skin-to-skin contact or when they touch one another, like energy, vibration, whatever. But
0: it's not an original
1: idea. Right, no. I mean, the Fox sisters years ago did the exact same thing, and eventually it came out that they were doing the exact same thing by popping their toes, the spiritualism movement way back in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something that has been done before. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, they did recant their statement saying... That, you know, they came out and said, we were faking this. Then they recanted that statement and said, oh, no, we we didn't. You know, it. there's a lot of speculation and a lot of confusion behind that as well. But in the world of paranormal drama, this is important because it really does. It's a it's a lesson, especially in the age of the Internet, that paranormal investigators need to learn. Mm-hmm. And that is when you go on a large stage like the one that Sam and Colby have, you need to be ready to be analyzed.
0: Yep. Oh,
2: yeah. Yep.
1: And one thing that I did see from Sam and Colby is they put out a response to a lot of the backlash they were getting from it and said that they did testing with them and that Cody and Satori refused to go through more testing because they didn't feel like they needed to prove anything to people. That's all I need I to mean, hear. I right.
2: mean, and Realistically, they don't, you know, they don't need to prove anything to anybody. Sure. Um, but at the same time, you also can't get upset when people are calling you out and being like, mm, that don't add up. Right. Um. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a weird thing.
0: It is. And you would think that you would want to go to the furthest bounds possible to prove yourself in that scenario. You know yeah. what I mean? Right,
1: exactly. It's if you have this special gift, and you know that you are communicating with real spirits. At least I would want to do everything that I could do to prove to people, no, this is not. This Mm -hmm. is this is real life. This is this is actually happening.
2: Even if you have to do a butt ball naked.
1: Right. (laughs) Or
2: (laughs) butt ball naked. You heard me. No, for real. Because it's like obviously people are like, oh, they're popping their tendons, they're cracking their knuckles in their hands and stuff like that. Just do it naked. Mm -hmm. Then nobody can't say like, oh, you're cracking this. They're going to see everything. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. You're going to clench your booty cheeks or something. They're going to see it.
1: (laughs) Naked. You know, it comes back to the original problem with the paranormal and content creation, which is a line that we have straddled for many years, Dave.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, it's difficult to be a paranormal investigator and a content creator because you have to keep content interesting. Mm -hmm. But in the real world, paranormal investigation is not interesting. It's boring. Yes, most of the time.
2: Oh my gosh, I tell people all the time, especially when you're doing tours and doing like paranormal investigating and stuff like that, like ghost hunts, and you have it like a public ghost hunt and it's people that are like, oh my God, this is my first time ever doing this. This is so (laughs) much fun. Oh my God, I've seen this on TV. Let's take a selfie together and it's like um dial it back yeah this is going to be very boring it's a lot of talking to the air and hoping something happens it is a very expensive hobby as well so like don't come into this thinking that this is going to be anything like ghost adventures or any paranormal tv show that you've seen because a lot of times what they do is record for like a week and then put all of the evidence that they've received in that week into an hour mm-hmm. i'm like don't even come into this expecting <laughs> like the like crazy right. things to yeah. happen from
1: one night yeah you know? from
2: for, especially like when we do like short investigations where it's like 30 minutes or something or mm-hmm. even just like two hours Or like don't don't
0: yeah yes it's, it's not you're not gonna have a cushion thrown against the wall it's no. the same as like fishing like you're not gonna catch something every time you go fishing yeah, Literally. every
1: time the line touches the water you're not gonna pull a fish out of the water you know mm-hmm. it's the same thing and that's what content creation and the power of Hollywood video editing even through television what it has created in people's minds is that they think you walk into a haunted building mm-hmm. and immediately you're going to end up with a terrifying experience and that just that's just not how it works no it's not. Um, so it is a very difficult line to straddle and I feel like again you know that old <laughs> that old adage of of jumping the shark. I feel like there's going to get to be a point where the paranormal community is going to have to see that it has jumped the shark. Mm-hmm. It, it has gotten to a point where there is no more boundaries you can push to make things exciting mm-hmm. for content creation. No, you know, and and it's happening all around. You know, you have people that are doing live streams, and in order to make the live streams more exciting, which again. When you create content, you can edit out the parts that are boring. Yes. But if you're live streaming, you can't edit anything out. So you have to make it exciting. Mm Yeah, And so people, you know, I've heard stories of people using walkie-talkies to set their REM pods off and all kinds of things to try and keep their content exciting. And it is a detriment to the paranormal field, but it also is just a symptom of a bigger problem, which is people are trying to create something exciting out of something that isn't mm-hmm. always exciting.
2: See, no. and I think a lot of times people, they like the entertainment. They like to get scared. They like the 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 shock factor of sure. it. And that's totally fine. But I think people should market themselves in that sort of way instead of it being like true, genuine, boring, ass investigations market yourself as paranormal entertainment
0: agree 100 percent. Right, not
2: something that is going to be genuine because then people are going to look at every other paranormal investigator like you guys they're going to look at you guys this isn't what ghost adventure says this isn't what <laughs> zach and colby do this isn't this is ridiculous it's like no this is <laughs> First of all, shut up. <laughs> Second of all, I don't need you calling me out like that on the podcast. Like hey, okay.
1: someone in the comments would have if I didn't.
2: Okay, first of all, you in the comments, stop typing right now. Delete it. <laughs> Delete it. I don't want to hear nothing about it. No. Okay, but you know what I mean. Like yes. it, it's mm-hmm. it's so it's so strange that people go to real investigators and expect that same sort of content when that's not genuine at all
0: right it's not genuine at all and that's something literally that was discussed today like as i was going into the gym i posted a tweet or an x or what do you call it tweet a tweet we ain't
2: listening to elon
0: no you don't
2: you don't don't come on the podcast no,
1: Congrats. do come on the podcast, no,
2: please. No, no, because I will rip him to shreds.
1: <laughs> Elon, come talk about the paranormal. Oh yeah. my god, cease and desist.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another one. We're Another racking one. for the first episode.
0: We're racking up a lot of them, huh? Now we are. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. We are. We are. And uh, I have a feeling it's probably not the last one either. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I had posted on there that you know the sensationalism that is within the the field of these content creators putting stuff up is just. It's absolutely ridiculous, and it's just gone mm-hmm. too far out of left field, and it is very irritating, and it makes me not want to do this anymore, to be yeah. honest, to, at all. It's and, discouraging. And mm-hmm. there were even people that have been on TV shows that reached back out to me after I posted that and said, like, you know, you're exactly right. When we were on TV, we were compared to Ghost Adventures and this, this, mm-hmm. and that, and it's just... It's crazy how, yeah. how deep it goes.
1: It does. And it, and it is tough because, you know, our goal from the beginning of creating paranormal content was always to create something that is both genuine and entertaining, even mm-hmm. if we don't capture evidence, you know, just through the process of exploration and going into these old abandoned buildings and presenting the history, which is a whole other side of the story. Oh, yes. The content itself can be entertaining without the shock drama that it has become. Mm hmm you know, blood rituals or whatever people are doing now. Oh my Um, God. (laughs) For real, for for
0: real, for real.
2: Blood rituals. Oh (laughs) my God. That one took me out. It's (laughs)
0: happening. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. Oh my Um, God.
2: Sacrificing a lamb. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: And, um, it just, it, when it comes back to it and the, the paranormal and world drama today, anything that's going on in, in the paranormal field it, it really, it affects all of us because mm-hmm. people are going to come to expect it. The viewer is going to come to expect it. And as content creators, we have to look at ourselves and say, how far are we willing to go? Yeah. Before, like with us, we have no qualms about it because we're gonna stick and continue to be ourselves, continue to produce the amount of real paranormal evidence or capture real paranormal evidence and create content and episodes and videos from that but everyone else that is perpetuating that how far are they willing to go before they're like okay yeah we can't we can't keep going anymore i don't know we can't we can't outdo what we just did now because it would literally amount to (laughs) ritualistic sacrifice or something i don't know yeah Yeah.
2: you know that would be way too much i think just being i think Ultimately, it's about being proud of what you're putting out. Mm-hmm. It's not like I understand people want to have the engagement. People want to have the comments. They want to have the views. They want to have the subscribers, the likes, the this, the that. Like that's all great. But ultimately, if you're putting out something that you don't feel passionate about and it's just like, oh, I got to put this. Let me quickly edit this video. Let me just do this bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. If that's what you're feeling, then get out. Like, right. I agree. Literally mm-hmm. get out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's it can be very frustrating I know for you and I because we've been doing this for 13 14 years and we literally just the other day had 165,000 subscribers. Period. Woo! <laughs> on YouTube. Which you know we're very thankful yes. for I'm very proud of. That's not, yeah, it's something to be proud of and but it's very frustrating because we've always stuck to our integrity and honesty. Mm-hmm. And it's taken us 13 years to build up that audience where you have these Johnny come lately's come on and they start like last year and they've got a million and a half, two million subs and it's nothing but fake content. So like where and why, you know what I mean? Like I, I just don't get it. Like why, if you're interested in the paranormal and actual documentation of the paranormal and getting actual answers and I'm speaking as a viewer, yeah, like, why are you going to watch this stuff? and i don't care like Mindseed tv which is very obviously fake like mm-hmm. yeah. and they don't they don't claim that they're not you know what i mean and that is very frustrating and infuriating <laughs> for me right. because it's just and, and I'm not jealous of them by any means, you know, congratulations to them for yeah. building their audience the way that they have, but they've done it on false pretenses and have taken advantage of all of these people who are scared,
1: who think that they're real. Cause I've, I've, I've gone through, especially I haven't watched any of their more, more recent content, but you know, over the past two or three years, I've watched multiple videos that they've released and which obviously fake. Mm-hmm. Um, obvious... I mean, you had s- chairs stacking on top of tables and chairs stacking on top of chairs. What? And chairs yeah. moving across the room behind them. I and,
2: don't know these people.
1: And, and we'll show you later. Okay. I feel and, like Mariah
2: um, Carey and J-Lo, I don't know her. <laughs> I don't know her at all.
1: In the end, with those types of things, you see the people in the comments that are so passionate about the content creators that they watch, which isn't a bad thing. It's a good thing. But it really sets the bar way too high for people that are trying to genuinely put out real paranormal evidence. Mm-hmm. And that right there in and of itself could be an ignorant statement in and of itself because is there such thing as real paranormal evidence? I don't know. We don't know, but that's why we do this. Mm-hmm. But we're certainly not going to use fancy camera cuts and, fam- and, you know... Fishing wire. And fishing wire or anything to try and produce something for people to watch. Yeah. No. You know, but... Um, in the end that's why we do this and that's what has kept us doing it for years because we started off our interest in the paranormal two decades ago with our with our own paranormal experiences that- <laughs>
2: y'all old as fuck I don't know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I <laughs> feel it so right old. now. <laughs> oh my God.
1: With our own experiences that led us to do paranormal investigation to try and explain the things that had already happened to us. And we didn't set out to start investigating the paranormal to try and gain views or clicks.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Obviously, in the content creation world, I'm going to be brutally honest that is the game. Like, we oh, are yes. content creators at the end of the day. We make a living off of producing videos. So. When it comes down to it, we have to to a certain level make entertaining content. But the reason that we continue to do what we do is because we want answers for the things that have happened to us yeah. earlier in life. Yeah. And that definitely. doesn't just that doesn't that doesn't mesh with the other motivation, which is simply to just make money because they want to be famous
0: yeah yeah and and unfortunately that's what 99 percent of it is now and and one last thing that i'll say about that is the level of infuriation of that channel's fans backing up the fact that stacking up chairs is real paranormal activity or their own investigators getting drug out of frame by something not there Mm -hmm. what the fuck their fans will will back that up as being real yet we got called out by a debunker because Steve was tired and rested his arm on a wall and they were trying to say that we were faking evidence. Faking knocking noises. Right? Yeah.
1: Now, I will give it to the debunking community. They give them hell, just like they give a lot of different channels hell. Yeah. You know, I've I, I have seen so many debunking videos on Mindseed TV and, and things. But again, it genuinely is frustrating when, which we haven't had a debunker make a video about us since then. Well, we have. Not Can't in a
0: that. negative
1: light, really. Yeah, we have. Oh. Oh. Let's say there's a, cer- a certain Louisiana variety. He doesn't uh, even count. He's, he not doesn't even. <laughs> He's not even a debunker. He's just <laughs> yeah. a troll shitster. No. But anyway, um, it it is frustrating when you have someone claim that you're fake or that something is faked when you've tried so hard all your life to present real evidence. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. frustrating. But at the end of the day, we have receipts. We Period. Do. We yes. have receipts. Mm-hmm. We have receipts. Period. Can, if anyone has any question about our content, we have absolutely no problem with showing you full clips, full footage. Mm-hmm. You know? We have no problem with it. Now, granted, it'll be boring as hell because if we capture, like, for example, the music at the Harriman Hospital we capture on abandonment.
2: Oh yeah. That
1: was the basis of that certain Louisiana variety man making a video saying that it was put in digitally after the fact. We have the raw footage right out of the camera and we are more than welcome to share it with someone so they can watch it. It wouldn't be the best thing to post online because it's literally an hour of nothing, like an hour long clip that you would have to sift mm-hmm. through before you finally get to where the music plays. Yeah. Um. So it wouldn't be best posted in a content creation format. But
0: if asked, we would. If asked, yeah. we would
1: send it to a debunker, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but that's what needs to happen. And that's the same thing that happened with the haunted side was that something happened. Yeah. Debunkers called him out and he didn't, pa- he didn't try and back himself up with receipts. No, he mm-hmm. didn't try and send out proof that, Hey, I didn't fake this. Right. And that was the beginning of the downfall. No, I don't want to say downfall, but that's what that was. No, the, the downfall. Downfall oh, of shit. that. He's <laughs> yeah.
2: He like, no, let's not wash that one out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's
1: earned it. You know, it just goes to show you that honesty and integrity goes a long
0: way. Yeah. And I hate to get, this has been a long rant on honesty and integrity. That's okay. It's a passionate thing that we have because it's something we've always been driven to do.
1: So, but anyway, I'll end my portion by saying it really goes a long way to back up your evidence any way that you can. And if you can't do that. If you're unwilling to send full clips or release multiple camera angles, if there are multiple camera angles of an experience or evidence that happened, then at the end of the day, it just looks suspicious. It just looks fishy and it doesn't Mm -hmm. help your case.
3: No,
0: not at all. And I will end on that topic by saying that we have and still continue to offer many, many times for those that have debunked us to come on an investigation with us Mm -hmm. and have yet had anyone accept, so...
1: Yet, not that he's debunked us, but we might have a debunker on an investigation next year. Maybe, which we are excited about. We would love to investigate with him.
2: Yeah, we
1: don't want to. We don't want to release that information yet.
2: Not yet. Ooh,
1: he knows who he is. He knows. Oh shit! Maybe we'll have him on the podcast. Maybe we'll have him on the podcast.
2: I'm new to this, so I don't know what they're talking (laughs) about. Just so y'all know, honestly.
1: Yeah. Here we go on to the next. Let's cycle out of the paranormal drama before our hair lights on fire. Yes. Yes. We've been ranting for a long time and I'm about to just. Same.
0: (laughs) Next, we're going into Instagram polls and Q&A. All right. So if you didn't know, we do have the Instagram, which I've said like 5,000 times for Coffee and Scream.
1: Coffee and Scream on Instagram. Hit that follow button.
0: That's right. Go and follow and you can be a part of the interactive polls and stuff like that that we do over there. But I had posted, have you ever had a paranormal experience? and it is a live active poll that you can go vote yes or no. And what do you guys think? How many what percentile do you think of people have had a paranormal experience? I would say probably
2: like
1: 75%. I'm going to say I'm going to go a little lower. Okay. Um just because I don't think that it's that common. Okay. I'm going to say 68. Okay.
2: um Do we get, do we win anything? We have
1: we no budget. It. You know what? I'm going to change it. I'm going <gasps> to no, change it. No,
2: no, 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 you Can can't. I change no mine? No takesie-backsies. No, no takesie-backsies. No, no, no takesie I me. just want
1: to change it to 69.
2: You get. Okay. Okay, that's allowed. <laughs> that's allowed.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, Viva, you were very close. <gasps> Period. 79% of people. Period. Wow. And you were 10 off. Shock- I yeah. was 10 off. Damn. 79% of people, well, of people people that are subscribed to our Instagram, which probably already are interested in the paranormal anyway, but yeah. yeah. So So. 79% of you have had a paranormal experience. That's crazy.
1: That is.
2: That's
0: pretty cool. That is. Yes, it is. And that is the uh, Instagram poll.
1: Yeah. And make sure you head over there, like we said, and follow our Instagram because you don't know what type of polls are going to pop up.
0: So for the very last segment of the podcast, We have saved the viewer voicemails until the end. That's right. Now we did get quite a few of them. And again, the phone number, if you want to call in and leave your voicemail of a story, a paranormal story, or even anything that you want us to talk about on the show, it's 740-538-0477. I will leave it in the description as well. Um, We're not going to be able to get to all of these, so I do apologize. Maybe we'll save them for later. That's right. We'll Um, create a bank of them. Yeah, maybe one day if we get too many, we'll do an entire episode of just. Oh, voicemails. that
2: would be cool that if would we be get awesome. too many. So
1: be patient. If you left us a voicemail, you don't hear it this time. It'll it could come up, and probably will come up in a later episode. Nice. So we're only three people here at this table.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: And there's only a limited amount of time in the world. Use your time wisely. Like I said, we got a bunch of these. I'm only going to go through a couple of them, and just to reiterate, everybody who sent in this voicemail was told that uh it would be used on the show and they gave us consent so
1: that's right it's in the voicemail message by leaving a voicemail you give us consent
0: okay so do you guys want to hear from frankie matt or patty you know, I like the
1: name Frankie.
0: Same. Frankie. I Frankie has a very you. good,
1: strong mobster y- name. Yes. You know
0: I mean? like, you know.
2: Hey, Frankie. I'm walking it. That <laughs> New Yorkers don't say that. I just need that to be known. New Yorkers do not say, hey, I'm walking it. That's not a thing.
1: Now watch this be a lady named Frankie, and then oh, we'll have to backtrack. Yeah. Sorry, Frankie, if you're a lady, but you have a mobster name. Love yes. you. All right, here we go.
3: My name's Frankie, and I was part of an event investigation at Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary in August of 2022. That was probably the most terrifying night of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, We were doing an investigation inside the third floor auditorium area. When I walked in, a voice in my head immediately told me to leave. I didn't do that. Over the course of that night, we heard multiple long, deep growls. An investigator got upset and stated he wanted to break our equipment. Mm. Another investigator got it upset and felt like she wanted to physically assault someone who was with her. There. And there was this green glow on the ceiling. We mm. tried to debunk it. Let's see if anyone was using flashlights, lasers, anything. But a dull green glow would come, it would go, it would move. I've never seen anything like it at any other location. Brushy Mountain is haunted, but that night was absolutely terrifying.
2: Wow! Thank yeah. you, Frankie, for your voicemail yeah, message. Frankie, there, that was awesome. Good, good. So, ooh, and that can, was weird. We yeah. can speak
1: on this personally. I don't, I don't,
0: Viva. I don't know if you've been to Brushy Mountain or not.
2: I have not. Have um, you ever
0: seen like a green glowing goo on the ceiling? Other than <laughs> in
2: like Ghostbusters, no.
0: Ghostbusters, the movie. I've never seen it. I've never seen it
1: either.
2: Oh my god. (laughs) You've never seen Ghostbusters? Or
1: Ghostbusters who don't watch Ghostbusters. I know it's a theme song.
2: It's a that movie is a classic, and there is a green, like blob monster ghost in the movie.
0: And he's like blah 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 blah. Like flubber.
2: Like flubber, but he floats and he like looks gross. Y'all need how have y'all we're not gonna have that conversation anyway.
0: Yeah, that might
1: have to be a later podcast. (laughs) Anyway. Frankie, let's talk, let's focus on Frankie. Yes.
2: Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, uh, I think everybody has had a moment during paranormal investigations where their little voice in their head is telling them like, don't do this or don't mm-hmm. do that. Um, and everybody in any form, like whatever level you are at with... Being an investigator, everybody has that sort of anxious feeling whenever they go into places or have that like gut feeling, like mm, I shouldn't be doing this. Um, yeah. First of all, you are brave as hell to still continue even with hearing that little voice in your head. Um, secondly, the growling, immediately no, immediately no. Yeah, I'm out.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that I mean, that would be that would be a lot. Brushy mm-hmm. Mountain is is a very interesting place. There was a lot of very, very violent things that happened in Ooh, that prison. Yes. I can't say... where.
2: That... Where is it located? I'm sorry.
0: Petros, Tennessee. Petros, Tennessee. Petros, Tennessee. It's okay. literally like a prison and the prison walls are mountains around it. What?
1: Yeah. yeah. It's one of the coolest prisons I that I've to... seen in America. What's, um, what's that? Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary. Yeah. You can pull a picture of it up on the monitor there, Dave. So I can't. not have to...
2: Well, I didn't mind.
1: I know you didn't mind, but you get a bigger view of it
2: here. Oh, that's true. Okay.
1: And and believe it or not, well, I will believe it because it's been told to us by multiple tour guides that that infirmary slash auditorium area that
0: Frankie was talking about mm-hmm. is
1: said to be one of the only areas in Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary that has something negative inside of it. Like, oh.
0: I don't know what's happening, but it's not letting me open anything.
1: Yeah, it's like... Go to see photos on the side, there it maybe. Goes. Oh, there it is. Okay. So you can see. Oh,
2: look at that picture at the bottom there. Wait. Yes. See I don't you see like how it's that. surrounded
1: by the mountains and everything.
2: I don't like that.
1: Yeah. Scratched in that area and people have heard growling. And so um, I I would agree with you. I didn't get to do much investigating in that area whenever I was there the first or the second time. Um, because you and Kalani focused a lot on that when we yeah. were there the
0: first time, and it, it it would be terrifying to have that like aggression towards you know your friends or whoever that you're there with, uh, and it's something that we went through at Moon River Brewing Company. Oh, I remember that. And then also you and Steve went through at I think the prison mm-hmm. and a Masonic temple. Yes, that we years ago, years and years well, ago. Yeah, and it, mm-hmm. it, it's it's very alarming to just suddenly snap and have that aggression towards somebody while you're in that moment. So I I know that if you were experiencing that in brushy, then that was terrifying.
1: Yeah. And, and as far as the green light on the ceiling goes, I mean, we've been there, like we said, and that was what I was getting to with the fact that we have been there. It, uh, it is, it is dark in that infirmary auditorium. There are no windows, wow. you know, so there's no source for a green light to just be shining on the ceiling. So that that's some very cool and cool experiences. Yeah. Frankie, and we thank you so much for sending us a voicemail. Um, and it's a, it's, it's a place that we hold near and dear to our hearts as well, being that we cut our teeth investigating a penitentiary. <laughs> we did, we cut our teeth there. Yes. We have a special place for penitentiaries and Brushy Mountain is one that holds a place near and dear to our heart. Oh, man, I forgot about this. He forgot about it, folks.
2: Grandpa! <laughs> I'm tired of this, Grandpa! Well, that's your damn man. <laughs> <laughs> you keep digging! I'm tired of this, Grandpa! <laughs> T- that's too damn bad. So I do.
0: You do. I forgot that um, I had a guy reach out to me saying that he has been wanting us to take a look at this video that he got, and I just wanted to take a look at it. He says... Hey guys, it's David Murray here sending in the video, just a little history I have on battlefield grounds known as the Battle of Five Forks in Petersburg, Virginia, if you mm-hmm. wanted to take a look a little further. Okay, you guys ready <laughs> to watch this video? Yes. Let's do I'm going to be honest, I have not seen this at all either, so. And this is from David, right? This is from David Murray. David yes. Murray. And we will get back to the voicemail. Guys, sorry, I forgot about this, so. Okay. Oh. oh. Mm. Okay. Uh, my first thought was spiderweb.
2: Yeah. That was also my first thought.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spiderweb. I mean, if it's not a spiderweb, then it could be something, but you always get that on security cameras, especially because they have yeah. the. A lot of times with security cameras, whatever light is being used to illuminate them is inside the camera mm-hmm. or right next to the camera lens. So it will illuminate, like you see up top here, something mm. flew across there. And then that right there. But I mean,
2: I could see how it would possibly be something paranormal only mm -hmm. because if it was a spider web, it would be a straight line all the way down from the top to the bottom. Right. Um, But it's just in that specific area, but it could just be in that specific area because of the fact that the light is only shining in one particular spot and not illuminating the entire thing. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense.
1: It kind of reminds me of that rod of light that they captured on that Steven Spielberg documentary that they filmed at the West Virginia Penitentiary. It all circles back, It all circles back. It all circles back.
0: Okay. (laughs) Let's watch this one more time. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah.
2: oh maybe it could be one of those like silkworms
0: could be yeah yeah my i mean my initial reaction or my initial thought to that is some sort of web or yeah something like that still mm. very cool yeah it is very i mean cool.
2: i mean if you have been having paranormal things happening um then maybe it might correlate with something that you might personally be have like be having what Did I just have a stroke? (laughs) Oh, my God. If you're having stuff happen in your house and then you get a video like this and I can completely understand how it could be. It can make you feel like it's something paranormal. um, But without anything else around it to kind of give you a story Mm -hmm. about the video, then I think it's a bug. Yeah. yeah or a
0: web or whatever yeah. and
1: and the thing about these security cameras specifically I see this is a ring camera yes
0: that frame rate
1: yes they have a very very slow frame rate yeah you know you're talking maybe like 15 to 20 frames per second something like that but that's what you need in order to have the ability to store the data mm-hmm. right because if you have higher frame rates that leads to larger files which makes it harder to store and then pull those up for security purposes yeah. which is why you notice when the one piece of whether it's a bug or whatever it is flies along the top you'll notice it almost looks like it has a misty tail going behind yeah. it but mm-hmm. that's just the slow frame rate causing the distortion of whatever you know the the pixels Sh- looks like they're stretching because of the frame rate. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, it's tough on those types of cameras, which is why whenever we investigate the paranormal, we always make sure we have high-quality cameras with at least 24 frames per second, which is yeah. what our eyes see in, so you don't get that distortion. You don't get that muddling of details and things, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so you know what you're looking at. But David, it looks like to us you... If you were to capture something that looked more like a full-on figure, um, it could be paranormal. But for this, specifically because of the style of camera it is, it's tough to say that that is anything paranormal. To me, I would say it's more likely that it is some sort of floating pollen, dust, spider web, or what have you. And because of that low frame rate, it stretches like that. Mm
2: -hmm. If you have more videos like this or any other evidence... I would say send it to these guys and
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Send it a, send it to our email coffee scream podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And I'll throw that up on the screen for you. But yeah, send us any types of videos or anything that you have like this and we would love to check it out.
1: And now we can move on to voicemail number three. Thank you, David, for the video. We appreciate it. It's voicemail number two.
0: Number
2: two. We and can move it's not on to a
0: voicemail, vo- it's a voicemail. <laughs> it's a voicemail. Leaving it in. <laughs> We're moving on to voicemail number two. Let's do it. Voicemail number two. Okay. Like I
1: said, thank you, David.
0: Yes. Thank you, David, so much for sending that in. And anybody else who wants to send one in, please do so. Uh, and also send in your spooky, scary TikToks or... Skeletons. Um, reels or anything like that.
2: Send shivers down your spine. Yeah. He didn't send. He didn't get it. Grandpa.
0: Okay. Do
1: we want to do Patty or Matt? Let's do Patty. We did uh, Frankie, which turned out to be a male. Yes. And now we're going to do Patty because... Well, Patty might...
2: It we'll might find out. exactly. It might be.
1: We're not going to assume any genders here. <laughs> no, <laughs> no
3: assuming.
0: We're not. Here we go.
3: Hey, Dave and Ryan, this is Patty Patricia Poff. Just a short story. <clears throat> I sleep with a sleep machine, and I have a ghost tube on. I was just about to go to bed, so I put my sleep machine on my face, and as soon as I turned on the button, somebody asked, "Are you okay?" Ooh. oh and I lost my dad October 15th Oh of this year. I'm sorry. So I think it might've been dad. Thank you. Oh my God.
0: Yeah, Patty, Patty. that's a touching story. Thank wow. That is Patty. such
2: a sweet story for one. Um, for Our two. condolences.
0: Sorry for your loss.
2: Yes. I was just about to say that. I'm so sorry about your loss there. Um, and yeah, it could possibly be your dad just checking in on you.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing about ghost tube. Um, Ghost Tube is one of those tools we love to experiment with. We, we don't get a chance every single episode to, to say, you know, like Ghost Tube was made by some good friends of ours. But again, just like with any other piece of paranormal equipment, there's no guarantee that what comes through is going to be paranormal. Some of it mm-hmm. could be random. All of it could be random. That's why we investigate the paranormal and investigate or research with these tools because we don't know. And so that's another thing that's a whole other rant because people always say, well, you use this piece of equipment, you use that piece of equipment, that means you're fake. It's like, no, that just means you experiment with different things. Yeah. And GhostTube is something that our dear friends from Australia, Amy and Jared from Amy's Crypt, they created as a tool for people to use for paranormal research if they don't necessarily have hundreds of dollars to buy the expensive equipment. And I, and we love that mission. And ghost tube really has had some bizarre things come through. Oh yeah. Things that are way too coincidental to be random. Um, and, and that sounds to me, Patty, like a situation where, you know, it is just way too coincidental to be random that you would be putting on your sleep mask mm-hmm. and some, and to have, are you okay? Come through yeah. in that moment is just very bizarre and very strange, too coincidental to be, or too too relevant to be, to be just random word coming through, yeah. random response, so.
0: Yeah, so thank you very much, Patty, for sending that in, and, yes. and everybody else that sent one in, we're sorry that we didn't get to it. We have been sitting here for almost three hours talking. And it's
2: fun, though. It, it is, is
0: fun, I like this. Um, Let's give a round of
1: applause to everyone who sent us in yeah. a voicemail or video. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. This is the other button. The other button I've been waiting to push. Thank you, guys. Yes. We appreciate you. We love yes. you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. It's yes. an abrupt end to the applause. I know, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: they got tired real quick. Yes. All at the same time. Yes. Very weird. That's paranormal. Um, but yeah, I think this is probably a good place to end the very first Coffee and Scream podcast. Viva! Thank you so much for coming on and of sharing your light with us. We Absolutely.
2: appreciate it. Absolutely. I am all I'm just a phone call away. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Tell everyone where they can find you. Yes.
2: Oh, well, you can find me on uh, TikTok. Um, Viva La Melissa on TikTok as well as Instagram. Um, please don't try to add me on Facebook. I will deny it <laughs> every every time. It's kinda like that Batman meme like who sent you? Like I Facebook is like for family stuff yeah. but yeah uh, Instagram and TikTok for sure um, Viva La Melissa and I post stuff all the time paranormal related and just funny shit.
1: And right. if you want to find Viva in person check oh. out the Hidden Marietta locations. Yes. The Anchorage Blair Hidden Marietta
2: <laughs> Hidden Marietta Tour Company um, you can find that on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok as well. Um, our website is hiddenmarietta.com um, but Hidden Marietta with everything else so yeah. yeah you can come do a tour with me you can come and do a ghost hunt with me you can come hang out with me in the shop that we have um i'm very much very much weird the way <laughs> the way you hear and or see me like this is literally how i am probably even worse when there's no microphone just so you know so
0: period yeah.
2: Period, yes, period. That's right.
1: (laughs) I've always said that if you uh, wanted to branch out from the paranormal or not even branch out, you could start your own comedy show.
2: You know, Mm -hmm. I tell people sometimes when they're scared on my tours that um, it's kind of like a uh, uh, paranormal paranormal comedy show. There Mm -hmm. you go. It's like haunted history and like (laughs) humor.
1: Yeah, because every single event that we've done with you, with guests, literally you walk in the room and you have everybody cracking up you have and you have everybody's attention you are just a wonderful human being and you have such an amazing personality and we are very proud to call you our friend.
2: This is why I won't be able to fit outside of this room. You <laughs> keep making my head bigger. That's what it is. No, I, I just have a very, you know, electrifying personality. And I stick out like a sore thumb. And a lot, a lot, a lot of times in my adult life. Um, but I just enjoy it, honestly. If I didn't enjoy this and if I didn't enjoy entertaining people or making people laugh or doing the paranormal, I would not be here so i appreciate you guys letting me come on and be weird with you and talk for three hours and of course
1: absolutely
2: yeah I'd be more than happy to come back It'd be fun
1: absolutely you know that's what i tell people whenever i accidentally static shock them is i tell them it's my electrifying personality
2: oh shut up <laughs>
0: anyway <laughs> i cannot
2: now i got the button oh
0: my gosh and on that note guys we are going to yes. go ahead and end the podcast thank you so much for watching the very first episode of Coffee and Scream. We're so excited to finally get this out into the world. If you enjoyed it and you watched all the way to the end here, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe to the channel and go follow us on Instagram so you can keep up with the polls. That's right. Keep up with those
1: polls, everyone, and we will see you next time on the next Coffee and Scream episode. Hit that subscribe button if you're on YouTube. Stay tuned. Oh, yeah. Bye. We're going to cut this out, but
0: they're fair to hit the button.
2: Period.